Kelly is in Cudahy. Kelly, you're on WTMJ. Are you ready? I am. All right, here we go. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Only shooting stars break the mold. Yeah! Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Eight ten. On Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric in for Vince. Vince is back Monday, although he did join the program earlier today. We'll discuss that later, why Vince was on the program today. I heard it on the way in. Yeah. And the, the answer to the question is, it is you, Vince. That's <laughs> okay. a simple, simple answer. We'll get to that. It is you. Get over it. We'll get to that. So, uh, yes, we'll chat with Vince, or we'll hear why Vince was on uh, a little bit later on. Also, why procrastination is actually good for you? Pancake has me thinking differently on this now. See, I keep procrastinating, finishing my mulch. My pile keeps getting lower and lower. Are you one of these guys that drags yourself for like a week? It's Get it done in an well, afternoon. It's Pick been, it up. It's been multiple weeks. The, the, <laughs> are you serious? Like, he's that neighbor. Weeks. He's that neighbor that's an eyesore for everybody else. Like, what's with the most? Fix it. Get it done in an afternoon. And you're the neighbor that's a grouch about everything. Is that the, the difference? See, right away, go to the grouchy old man thing. I'm trying to cast that aside because I'm actually a pleasant, very pleasant person. No, the reason, the reason why it's still there, a, because yeah, I'm procrastinating. But b, there's other. You can't just dump mulch on weeds. Or beds that aren't finished. We have we're working on some of our beds still, so I'm not going to just throw mulch there and then move the mulch. Let me walk you through the process. You says the guy who doesn't do this. You job. Ass, you assess the your property. You weed your property. You have to do what you got to do before the mulch arrives. And when the mulch comes, the mulch is ready to be put in place. You get it done in the afternoon. Then you have a nice ice cold whatever your ice cold. Or you can have an ice cold whenever you want and get to the mulch when you feel like it. Or you can just hire someone to do it. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we both, we both can be right. <laughs> anyway, so I may be procrastinating a bit. Pancake has a, has a couple of good uh, examples of why procrastination is actually a good thing. We'll get to that as well. Plus, Summerfest tickets. Don't forget, if you've been listening all week, we're giving away Summerfest tickets. you got to work for it, though. We'll do that as well this hour. But right now... Should tie it to your mulch project. You could have probably got that done. I'll give you a pair of tickets. There's if you free do tickets the at the bottom of this mulch. <laughs> yeah, right. A nice little envelope. Uh, I want to start with this one, though. Uh, the voices you're hearing, of course, Steve Scafidi, Mike Spaulding, Debbie Lasga. I'm Eric. Vince is back Monday, and Greg is uh, producing the big show today. Um, this story keeps haunting me because it seems so it, it seems like it could happen to anybody and it, it, it seems like in this case it did no one saw this coming there is this young man a 17 year old boy from michigan who is no longer with us and he was just an ordinary good student 17 year old kid who played sports had friends and uh one night after spending time on instagram he ultimately took his life. And it just, I cannot shake this one. It just, it bothers me. Uh, the boy's name is Jordan. Investigators say Jordan was scammed last year into sending an explicit image of himself to someone he thought was a girl on Instagram. It was not a girl. They say he was actually speaking to a man from Nigeria who was pretending to be this girl. 
Prosecutors say this man and two others demanded $1,000 for the return of the image. So they basically said, okay, you just sent this to me. And by the way, I'm not who I said I was. You need to give us 1000 bucks, or we're going to expose you. Uh, and this story should feel, sound familiar to some folks. There's been, we've had instances in Southeast Wisconsin of sim- similar situations like this. So he, blackma- he was blackmailed. He said, we're going to expose you. We're going to show this photo to everybody. Everybody. And ultimately, Jordan, who started to freak out, wasn't sure what to do, could not pay the 1000 He gave him 300 bucks, and they said, that's not enough. We need more money. We need more money. Jordan then lamented to this, to this guy, this person from Nigeria. He said, I, don't, I, I can't live anymore if, if that photo were to be sent out. And they said, yeah, well, maybe you should go ahead and do that. And ultimately, he ended up taking his own life, which is the most devastating part of all of this. His father now speaking out. Three people from Nigeria across the world came into my house that night while I was sleeping and murdered Jordan. It's called sextortion. By the way, the good news from this story is that those three are now under arrest and facing charges for his death. Sextortion considered a serious crime by the FBI. We've been telling you, we've had the story about how social media is now considered a public health crisis. For a story like this, here's a kid who, by all accounts, by from what his father has been saying, was a good kid, wasn't on social media all the time, wasn't like stuck to his phone per se, was almost 18, so his dad admits, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really been checking his social media that often as much as I used to when, when he first got a phone. And now he's gone for fear of being quote-unquote exposed. And I... I know it's really easy to say, well, you just take the phone away or, well, why would he take a picture like that? It's easier said than done when you're our age or you have different experiences, when you're at a different point in your generational life than when you're a 17-year-old kid who has less experience and has spent the majority of their lives in some fashion holding a tablet or a phone. I'm not saying... I'm not defending or justifying or anything. I'm just saying that it's easy for us to say he shouldn't have sent the picture. Um, But ultimately what happened now is that it, it it devastated him so much that it it led him to take his life. I mean, the the story is, is layered. We have people that are trafficking in this stuff from Nigeria and other countries that are, that are at the highest level are just scamming people for money, trying to get young people, trying to get elderly people to do things, to give them money embarrassing them, t- telling them they're going to share the, this information. We, we always forget, now you, you touched on this, that young people are young people. They're not perfect. They don't know what all the rules of life are yet, and they make mistakes. And in this case, this individual did something he probably shouldn't have done. I've talked about this extensively. You're not going to ban all this stuff. And I know that's, you know, states like Montana, they're banning TikTok, and they're trying to do all of these different things with these technologies. That ship has sailed, you might as well consider a, a smartphone just like an arm or a leg now. That's how connected it is to everyone's life, starting at ever earlier ages. I, I'm to the point where we, we might have to have start to have classes in school well, that says this is this is what you should not do almost and lay like, it out. Almost like the Nancy Reagan just say no yeah, type I mean, of thing. And you know, We can argue about the effectiveness of all that stuff. Just say no to drugs. Just say no to smoking and, and, and vaping and all those things. But at some point, if a young person doesn't know that they shouldn't do this, and I and I get that technology's made it easy to send pictures. I mean, everybody does it, right? Yep, yep, yep. Including very young people who don't know better. 
But you have to get in their heads and say, this will get you in trouble. As hard as that is to understand, you have to take some initiative here. And we got to do something. Because I am, as you know, I'm sick and tired of the, uh, ah, that's just the price of freedom. Somebody's going to suffer. No, we don't have to accept that. We don't have to accept scams on young people, scams on the elderly, where people die. We should be doing something about it. Some of that's education. Some of that's more money in law enforcement, whatever it is. Or let's get the agencies that are involved, the platforms that are involved. Let's get them part of the solution. Let's get them making some of these decisions. Maybe using this technology in a different way than how we use it now as part of the answer. That's interesting. The, that PSA idea, and, I, and you do see those PSAs from time to time, um, but I do, I'm trying to think of one that was more impactful, at least in my childhood, than the just say no. I mean, that one was unbelievably powerful and maybe didn't work for everybody, but I remember the green circles shirts. You know, there's a green circle said, just say no. It was very blatant. It was very obvious. Maybe there's a way to bring something like that back. Regardless, I feel like oftentimes when this stuff is discussed or there's these issues like this, there's almost like this immortality idea that, you know, well, it's not going to affect me or my kid. You know what I mean? Like where it's, it's. And we all go back to our, our same We all live in our little bubbles, yeah. We're, right. It's not going to happen to us until it happens to you, and then you have to deal with it. There is this neurologist who is on this, uh, this documentary uh, that, that I have not seen, but I'm, I'm curious about. It's called Sextortion, the Hidden Pandemic, and it basically goes into this, like what leads to this type of situation and, and how it obviously affects people. And uh, this neurologist, his name is Dr. Andrew Doan. Here's what he said. He goes, for the first time in history, we're letting strangers interact with our kids in the back of our car, in their bedrooms, in their homes, through video games and social media. Think about that. Like, we're constantly creeped out by strangers. People constantly locking their doors, watching where they're walking, afraid to go to different places because of strangers. Yet every minute of every day, we're giving our kid a phone where they can communicate with strangers. Yeah, we've scared the hell out of people about the physical stranger, one the one you see, the one that's around you, the one that's creeping behind you. We've done nothing on the digital stranger side. They're like, welcome, yeah, come on in. Let's play video games together. The guy could be a creep. Beyond, he could be a pedophile. It could be, uh, you know, someone who's killed young people. Come on in. Play video games with our family and our neighbors and our kids. There's like no, it's like the Wild West. And that's what happens when technology goes crazy, and we're not ready for it. And Congress has admitted that. They they don't even know how to regulate this stuff, nor do the platforms themselves. That's actually an interesting commentary, too. We, I don't think anyone's ready for anything. AI, everyone keeps warning us, hey, AI, it's a problem. And do you know what like, you're oh, supposed to okay. be doing? I don't. Hey, social media, it's a problem. Yeah. And then here we're like, okay. We just wave at it. Yeah, <laughs> sure, it's bad. Hey, soda, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Petrano, Eric Bilstead, along with Steve Scafidi, Mike Spaulding in studio as well, Debbie Lazga watching the roads. So we were talking about procrastination earlier because I have a pile of mulch that Steve is upset about. That's how, many, on <laughs> how many weeks? Um, let me think. It's probably been at least three. Three weeks. 
So it's smaller and smaller and smaller. That's on the, that would be on my neighbors of shame list. How is it affecting you, though? It's an, those are eyesores. I had, a, I had a neighbor once who had a pile of mulch sitting in his front yard, in his, in his driveway, for an entire summer. Come on. That's excessive. Though. What are you doing? Were they redoing the beds? Because I get Eric's point. You're no, redoing your yeah, bed. He's lazy. That's it's laziness. I, mean, I imagine somebody <laughs> spurred him to get the mulch, and then he's like, oh, I got to do this? It, you know... I don't know if you guys know this, but it's not just kids playing video games. There's a lot of adults that go home after work and they just get locked into these video game worlds. Oh, here we go. Okay. Now, yeah. now, oh. Hold on. So the I was my point was is that sometimes <laughs> pro, uh, pro, <laughs> see I derailed I derailed them. You totally got you did. me. Okay, so when you procrastinate, sometimes it's okay. And Pancake's got a great story about actually he's got multiple stories yeah. about how procrastinating actually saved the day. Yeah, so what do you want first, the car or the garage? Go car first. Okay, so I, longer than I'd like to admit, my air conditioning in my vehicle has been broken. Let's just say it's been more than a year. So I've kind of just dealt with it. Wisconsin, you get what, you use air conditioning maybe two months out of the year. has been a priority. So I say, hey, you know, I'm finally going to get this fixed. It's on the to-do list. So I bring it to the shop yesterday. Hey, I'm having a problem with my air conditioning. Put free on it and it's not working. And she's looking up in her system or whatever, and she says, well, um, about seven days ago, there was a recall on compressors on Honda vehicles. Thank you very much. I might not have to pay a dime. <laughs> yes. Rewarded well for done. laziness. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And then you also had a garage door so, issue, too? Well, I'm also putting off like the strip on the end of the garage because the driveway's a little pitched towards it. So when it rains, and if it rains a lot, like it'll get in the garage. Now, I had sensors to you know that get in the way to tell it to not close, the and the sensors down. flooded, right? So they didn't work for like two days, and I was like, ah, I need sensors. I need to open it up. It needs to be able to close without me detaching it. Go to the store, get new sensors or whatever. Two days after I got those new sensors, you know, because I put off putting those in, garage door works fine. Sensors yeah. are fine. <laughs> yes. Are you talking about the weather strip on, so, a, on the bottom of your garage door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's like an afternoon project. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm well aware. And I have the stripping. I have it. It's just a matter of doing it. <laughs> you know what else you could do? You can go to J.D. Griffith. Yeah. And jdgriffiths.com. And they'll get take that care fixed that right up for you. 827. You know, we were talking earlier about PSAs, and I said that the just say no, that one just like hit me square between the eyes when I was a kid. Just say no to drugs, mm-hmm. the, the green color, the circle, and all that stuff. I'll always remember that specific PSA. Here's one, too, from the 262. How about the fried eggs? Now's the time. We're giving away Summerfest tickets, 855-616-1620 on the old National Bank talk and text line. But if you've been listening all week, you have to work for it. You have to be able to do something for us to get the tickets. We'll do it next. We're going to open up the phone lines right now. Go ahead and open them up there, Greg. There we go. There it is. Eight five five six one six one six twenty on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Summerfest tickets could be yours next. Wisconsin's morning news rolls on. Eric Bilstead along with Steve Scafidi. Special guest. Special guest. It's it's in the contract. I don't know why we're not getting that done. Mike Spaulding here as well. Debbie Lasko is keeping an eye on the road situation. And Greg is busy talking to all the uh, would-be contestants. So here is how the game is played. We're giving away tickets to Summerfest. And you might remember we did this uh, the last couple of days. Remember, Steve? 
So we would it's play. Exciting. What we do is we play a song, or at least a, a clip from a song, and then you have to finish the lyric. So, for example, we did Cheap Trick earlier this week. It just seemed a little weird. Thank you. Very mm-hmm. good. Very good. So that you need to finish off that. So what, we have multiple people on phone be, or on the phone because we assume that this this could be a challenge. So we did Cheap Trick. We've done Guns and Roses. I think this one may be a little bit more of a challenge. We'll see. Who? Let's see here. I'm going to check our list here. I know we got a bunch of people on here. Let's go with Peggy in Waukesha. Peggy in Waukesha. You are on WTMJ. You're our first contestant. Okay, Peggy. So the the band is Smash Mouth. Oh my God! Yeah, that's All what right. I, that's what I said, Peggy. It's like count me out. Here we go. Here we go. Hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now you. <laughs> no, I can't. Don't have it. Uh, <laughs> nice try, though. All right. Now you've heard it. Who's next on here? Let's go to, let's see, Wayne in Waterford. Wayne in Waterford. He sounds like a Smash Mouth fan. Wayne, here <laughs> we morning. go. Hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Only shooting stars break apart. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice try, though. Close, Close. right? Okay. <laughs> nice try. Kelly is in Cudahy. Kelly, you're on WTMJ. Are you ready? I am. All right, here we go. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Only shooting stars break the mold. Yeah! Well done. Okay, so Kelly, you got to be honest. Are oh you? God, a, I was on Wheel of Fortune for a second. Are, <laughs> are you a Smash Mouth fan? Did you actually know the lyric? I did. Okay, good for you. I used to sing my lungs out in the car. Fantastic, because I'm always very, I'm always curious who's like quickly trying to Google on their phone and get the answer. So well done. Congratulations, Kelly. You will go to Summerfest for a pair of tickets. And by the way, I believe Smash Mouth is next weekend, right? Are they the first? Yeah, they're, they're there that are that are the first weekend set of Smash or of Summerfest. So if you want to go see them, awesome. you can sing as loud as you want. Is that their biggest Absolutely. hit? No, that's one of their many, <laughs> one of their many songs. I can't name any of their songs. <laughs> it's not like they're a new band. No, no, I just... Kelly, we're going to put you on hold. Like, I don't remember ever saying, wow, Smash Mouth. Who was that the song that they did for Shrek? They did a Shrek All-Star tune. was the Shrek one. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'd say it's probably their biggest hit. Yeah, I've never seen Shrek. Shrek. That surprise you? Again, that movie's 20 plus years old. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I got stuff. I'm getting stuff done around the house while you guys are like watching well TV. Well-regarded movie Shrek. <laughs> Compare and contrast those lifestyles. We will do it again tomorrow. We will enjoy giving away Summerfest tickets. Someone will be our winner. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid.
that Smash Mouth too? No. All right. Who is that? History. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing Summer Fest tickets anymore. What is this? An FM station? Come on. All right. Go ahead. History was made in Madison. This has never happened before. The C word. Compromise. It happened in Madison yesterday. I'm uh, being facetious. Of course, this has happened. But hey, we got there. Shared revenue is now done. How about it? It's going to help the entire state. It's not just going to help rural communities. It's going to help urban. And it's something that I could not be prouder of. Representative Tony Kurtz there, who is part of the Joint Finance Committee, who started putting this all together. So they're happy with the deal, but not everyone is fully on board. State Senator Mark Spreitzer. There's a lot of good in that deal. There's also a lot of bad and ugly provisions that Republicans insisted on inserting as a condition of funding local government. So there were some conservatives who derided the Milwaukee bill as a bailout for Milwaukee and... There are also some state teachers unions and others who don't like the increasing voucher payments to private schools. There's special interest groups. So Why does that some, surprise anybody? So there's groups on both sides that didn't really like it, but it did pass and it now sits on the governor's desk. Compromise always hurts somebody's feelings. Compromise is actually the only way you get meaningful, legitimate legislation. That's the reality. It's a wake-up call for all the people who are, you know, haters. I hate them because they're this. I hate them because they're that. This is a wake-up call. Stuff can get done. I was going to use the other S word, but I edited myself. This is how work gets done. And enough of the BS talking. You finally got something done. Celebrate it. The governor was on your program yesterday talking about just how urgent this was. Saving uh, the city of Milwaukee and the county of Milwaukee from... Uh, defaulting on all sorts of uh, financial uh, issues. And and clearly, uh, Democrats want Milwaukee and Milwaukee County to succeed as much as Republicans. Okay, so moving forward now, he'll sign it. It'll go to um, all the local governments across the state. And in Milwaukee, the Common Council and the county board will have to figure out whether or not they want to raise the sales tax. So that is a whole separate issue. That's where the show is. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That will be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Meanwhile, now on to other things like the state budget, which is still being hammered out. The governor said on Wednesday, Journal Sentinel had this, that he was in Monroe, and he said that he will not sign the state budget if Republican lawmakers follow through on their plan to cut funding for the state university system's diversity officers. So the UW would lose diversity officers and that would escalate a fight over dollars for the state campuses. We're talking about millions of dollars. The governor says he will not sign a state budget that's presented to him if that is cut out. Interesting, if, interesting stance because it just we just maintain the status quo. If he doesn't sign the, the new budget, we just go back to the old budget, mm-hmm. which I don't think satis- satisfies anybody on either side. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. You know, you know what's interesting is I said I wouldn't vote for a bill that didn't have a referendum requirement. And here we sit today. Uh, without a referendum requirement, because part of being in office is the give and take of saying what's in the best interest of the entire state. Sometimes you can believe in something very fervently, but at the end of the day, you weigh the totality of the bill, and you say, on balance, it's much better than it is to have it passed and not. Brilliant statements by, a, a, by an individual who represents part of, a, of this great state, who I've had on the show, I've disagreed with, I've agreed with. That's the point of all of this. You can actually... Find a solution that has things you don't like in it. And for the governor, this is why I say Robin Voss is the most powerful politician in the state. Because he is. Above the governor who's supposed to be on top. When you say things like that, 
there's a whole conversation happening about how we teach diversity. I'm going to do a, a little bit of my show this morning on that. Is the best way to have diversity to teach diversity? No, it's to live diversity. It's to understand that in real life, we're going to disagree on stuff, but we can still do things. That's the reality of this, of this story. You don't have to teach it. You live it. No, the thing that I've learned from this is that we don't need to listen to anything lawmakers ever say until they actually vote on something. Because True. they can say whatever they want. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's going to go that way. They've proven they'll just say whatever they want, whether it means they want a referendum or not, or that they're going to veto something or not. It really doesn't matter because it's all talk until they actually put, quote unquote, pen to paper. Yeah, words aren't work. Not for law, not for elected officials, not for all of us, not for anybody. Words aren't work. It's the vote and the actions that those votes direct that are work. 849 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Steve Scafidi is next. So we need to honor and celebrate uh, one of our former colleagues and one of our good friends. Gene Miller is being honored tonight. Former WTMJ host, longtime legend of radio at KTI and, of course, here at TMJ. Gene Miller being honored by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association tonight. It's a local legend, an honoree for a local legend award. Well-deserved. Yes. And uh, it's pretty funny because... We have tried since the day he retired to get him on the radio. We have tried and tried and tried. And uh, I was lucky enough after pestering him about this thing. I'm like, hey, man, you're winning a big award. Got to get you on. Got to get you on. I was able to catch up with him. And we, we, the interview was on this morning. You heard Gene Miller on the radio this morning, which was pretty awesome. And ironically, Vince Vetrano was also on the radio this morning because he was joining us uh, regarding the event he held at the JCC uh, last night that he was a part of. Significant events. Yeah, so I was teasing Vince because, hey man, been trying and trying to get this guy, and look, when you're not here, I was able to get the legend. Do you know who I'm talking about? He used to work here. We've tried and tried to get this guy to come on the uh, radio. Yeah. Who, who am I thinking I, of? I'm familiar, I'm familiar with his work. Old Gene Miller will never join us. We've asked him for Brewers 360. We said, come on and talk about whatever you want, anytime, whatever, and he's taken a pass. <laughs> Would you like to guess who was heard on the radio a half hour ago? Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if you'd like to hear the Gene Miller interview or the Vince Vetrano interview, we have it all on the podcast page. Actually, there's a really simple way to hear all of it. Just text the word Vince. To the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. I hear Gene's got a full beard now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks good. I, I, I saw him a month ago. He's looking good. Toss back a few beers? That's what you do when you're with Gene Miller. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's... What's that place he hangs out in, in Hale's Corners? Oh, the, yeah. I know which place you're talking the about. The Bosch. The Bosch. The Bosch, yeah. yeah. Thank you, great, great place, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's well-known there. What do you got working on here for the 9 o'clock hour? Well, I mean, we just talked about it a little bit there with the diversity question and, you know, trying to scrub out those dollars from UW-Madison. I'm going to pose the question. Is the best way to to experience diversity, to teach it, 
I would argue that's not the way. It's to live it. It's to put in, in practice in your hiring, when you, when you hire people, are, do we have a diverse workforce? It's to celebrate the diversity in the work that you do. For example, we're a radio station. Do you think we have a very diverse lineup? Yeah, maybe on this station, maybe more so on others. But we're working in that area, working in that, in that direction. And do we have content that celebrates it? Those are way more important, in my opinion, than arbitrary, we're going to sit you in a classroom and tell you why diversity is so amazing. We're going to spend tons of dollars, your dollars, your taxpayer dollars, trying to brainwash you about what this is. You have to live it, otherwise it's worthless. So it's you think it's brainwashing and not an ability or an opportunity to help give someone an opportunity they wouldn't otherwise get? I understand the points, but here, here's where I, I stumble on this. It creates tension in an area where we're trying to decrease but, tension. Uh, does it? Yes, it does. That's all we talk about now. Why don't we have diversity? Because we've created these, these roadblocks and barriers to allowing people to understand each other. I learned a lot about diversity in my life. The people I worked with, the circumstances I went through as an elected official, and everything I've done here since. You, you experience those things. That's the best way to understand it. To, again, ram it down your, your throat or stick it in your face I've and, never, te- and I've, tell people. I've never yelled at anybody about diversity before. I've never. Well, you're, not, you're not teaching diversity in, in in a classroom setting. I've never been yelled at about diversity. Yeah, I just I just think it's the wrong way to do it. But I, I'm really interested in what people think about it. Is there a right way, wrong way to approach this subject? We've been struggling with this since we become a country, right? We started with slavery, which is the worst example of how diversity wasn't mm-hmm. there, right? We treated people as subhuman. We've we've we sort of overcame that. We still struggle to understand each other, to accept that. My goodness, if you're, in a, if you're a room that has no light in it, you could be talking to someone, you have no idea what they look like or what they represent. You could have a perfect conversation on the phone and have no idea what they represent. All of a sudden, the lights go on. All of a sudden, we're in a classroom. Oh, my goodness, we have to hate each other because someone well, says why, we have to? Why do you say we because have to hate each other? In some cases, that's what's being taught. It's the, uh, it's the, there's a difference, though, between divisiveness and inclusivity. If you tell people, that the foundation of this country is, is by white Europeans who had no sense, no idea of how to deal with people that look differently. That's a, that's a hard point for people to understand. Here's the reality about people. Whatever you are, wherever your origins were, if we're truly all the same, the people that were here before the white Europeans got here had the same issues as the white Europeans. They had all the same things. They had all the same feelings. That's true equity, true equality. If you if you believe something else, then you don't have any foundation to stand on when you're talking about diversity. That's just my opinion. Steve Scafidi is next here on WTMJ. My thanks, as always, to uh, my guy, Greg Pancake Hill, who has uh, been producing this week. It's been fantastic. So thanks to him for all the help. And we'll be back tomorrow. Vince returns on Monday. Again, Steve is next. What is the worst name a dude can have? Ooh, um, probably Greg. Greg? Yeah. Greg. How many Gregs do you know? I know a couple, actually. You just hate them? They're just, I just don't like the name. I, the guys are fine, just the name is just, it's an immediate turnoff.